This is College Dame Day, a podcast for college football fans, hosted by three sisters who recap last week's games, talk about upcoming matchups, and find some time to trash talk the teams they don't like. Let's join Megan, Amy, and Laura as they break the huddle and kick off this week's episode. Welcome back to College Dame Day. Normally we start off our podcast with a game, but... This week, we are going to skip the game. We've had a little bit of a rough week. We lost our grandma, and so we've been focused on the funeral and family. We just decided we're going to table the game for this week. We'll save it for the next podcast, and we're just going to move right into our analysis of the Nebraska-Ohio State game. So what were your guys' thoughts on the Nebraska-Ohio State game? Well, Amy, you and Laura were there, so we did. We went from, to the game. Went to the game. I was sitting um, next to an Ohio State fan, two of them, and they took up three seats between the two of them. But yes, I was the point. sitting on Laura's lap, and he did say to me, "Well, first of all, he asked. He was like, are you a student here at Nebraska?'" And I was like, "No." Um, How kind. <laughs> that's sweet of you, but no, I'm a little older than that. And then um, at halftime, he looks at me and he goes. Are you going to make it? <laughs> I was like, yeah, I was like, my throat hurts a little from screaming. And he was like, yeah, you're pretty spirited. <laughs> that's right. True Husker fan fashion. Like, yeah, that's us. Um, so, yeah, it was just, I'm, I'm so glad I went. It's like, it is powerful being in that stadium. Like, even though we were getting beat. I don't know, just the way the fans, like when there's a third down or just something. I don't know, even though we were getting beat, it's just like people were still on their feet screaming, me and Laura being two of them. Yeah. Um, It's just, I don't know. There is something special about it. The game sucked really bad. But I I do think that, obviously, Ohio State is the better team right now. I do think that they would have won the game no matter what. But I, I would have liked to see us play our very best and not make mistakes and shoot ourselves in the foot and see what the game would have been like then that play where we were driving down and Wandale was wide open if that pick isn't thrown there and we can score 14-7 that's a different ball game and you know like I said I still don't think we would have won the game but I just yeah I would like to have seen us play without making so many mistakes just play our best because we didn't even come close to playing our best and that was what was part of what was so frustrating yeah, I think I agree. I think the frustrating part is that we just didn't play. And I don't I'm not expecting flashy play. I'm not expecting us to, you know, throw deep balls, but we just didn't have any offense. It looked like we didn't have any scheme. We played a very simplified defense against them. Um, and I think what was most frustrating is I was hoping we could at least get some pressure on Justin Fields. And so my biggest takeaway is, is I was like, maybe their offensive line is better than we thought. And he's not going to get pressure all year because again, I think he's a good quarterback, but he still hasn't been tested and he threw a couple deep balls decently well, but again, nothing that impressed me that I was like, Oh, you know, he's able to make this play. He just played solid football. And that's what I wanted with from Nebraska is I just didn't want any mistakes, any turnovers, Adrian threw three picks and it's like, we just can't have that. So that was frustrating to me. Yeah, I agree. My big takeaway from the game was, number one, I think Ohio State is much better than we even – I mean, we knew they were a good team going into this game. I think 
there at the very, very top. Like you said, Justin yeah. Fields wasn't tested and he didn't really, he didn't even really have to throw that much because we weren't able to stop the run. So there was no pressure on him at all. He was handing it off. You know, he was able to throw because he had so much time back there. Everything, Ohio State is such a well-rounded team. Their talent is everywhere. You know, it's on offense, it's on defense, it's on special teams. It was just a very complete team that we were playing. And like Laura said, we were just making mistake after mistake, which, you know, when you're already up against a team like Ohio State, you just can't do that. Anyway, my big takeaway was Ohio State is the real deal. I think they should win the national championship now. Um, And I really wouldn't be surprised if they they did. I, they have a lot of lot of talent on their team, and I think someone compared him to the 01 Miami team, where it's like basically the whole team gets drafted for you know in the first, second, and third round, and the talent is unmatched. So again, I if you were to you know hold my feet to a fire, would I have picked us to win? Probably not, but we should have competed way better than we did, and that is that's the mm-hmm. frustrating part. Their offensive line was so impressive. I, I At one point, I did almost lose my gum screaming because there was like a couple holding that I thought they got away with. But their, yeah. their offensive line is like the opposite of wet paper towel. It's like a brick wall. And I think that their success is, yeah, is not... Like, Justin Fields gets all the talk. J.K. Dobbins gets a lot of talk. But that line is mm-hmm. so incredible for them. You can put a mediocre player back there. And I'm not saying Justin Fields is mediocre, but I'm saying you could put a mediocre quarterback back there and they would still have success because of how good their line play is. Yeah. I was just very impressed with that, probably more than anything else. I think that they should have jumped more spots. I didn't think that they would, but I think that they should be higher than what they are right now. Because yes, I do think they're one of the top teams in the country. Can we also talk about the other two most disappointing things about the game? One, they shot the wiener gun off, and it went way above our heads, but it hit the overhang and dropped back down, uh, and the guy uh, next to me got it. So yeah, I was very upset well, because I wanted like, a wiener dog. Then secondly... Right when that happened, J.D. Spielman caught a pass. I would have been like cheering. I was like, come on, get J.D. in the game. Get J.D. And then they shoot the wiener. It goes over my head and almost comes down and hits me. And so I'm turning around trying to find the hot dog. And they're like, J.D. Spielman for 10 yards. And I was like, I missed his catch. And it was like right in front of us, too. We did. I was And we didn't get the wiener. And again, the big guy that took up two seats next to us on the other side Got it. Uh, yeah. Didn't need it. Didn't need the wiener. I was starving because they ran out of Runza's and Valentino's pizza by half. So yeah. we were sad, depressed, and didn't have any food. People were right. eating their feelings, obviously. Like, it was very oh upsetting. You know what? If Nebraska had alcohol sales, we would have paid for that whole new thing that they're building on. We could have so paid true. for a lot of stuff on Saturday. Well, I think we should just wrap this segment up before we give to our awards out. But I do have a highlight a silver lining amongst the clouds. So we did get a commit, um, Caden Johnson. And I said this to Michael and other people when I went in there. And I said, I'm going to, one, stay the whole game regardless of the score. And I said, two, I'm going to yell and scream every time Ohio State is on offense. Because I was like, I'm going to try to make it hard for Justin Fields. So yeah, Amy and I are both hoarse from screaming. But one of the things uh, Keenan Johnson said in his tweet was that he said their fans are still there at the end of the game, even though it didn't go the way they wanted. They stayed. And he said that was simply amazing. So again, shout out to our Husker fans. We are the best in the nation. And even though Ohio State was kind of ribbing us a little bit, I was like, you know what? This is how good our fans are when we're bad. You just wait till we get really good. 
All right. Well, do you want to award your offensive player of the game? I'm giving mine to Wandale just because we got his best effort every single play, even in the fourth quarter when we were down. I don't know. That's just a mark of a true competitor. So that's why I'm picking him. My pick is going to be Maurice Washington. Um, you know, he was banged up from the last game. Still came in, had to go back out, but I appreciate the effort and pretty slim pickings this week. So I'm going to go with the one that gave a concerted effort. Well, for my offensive player, I'm going to think a little bit outside of the box and I'm going to award it to all of the fans who hung onto those balloons all the way through the first half, through <laughs> halftime and into the third quarter, because I, mean, I saw a few rogue balloons flying away a little bit early but the majority of them held on to them. Our fans really are the best. And I just feel like we should recognize them. That's my award this week. I took a video of that. There was quite a few more balloons than what I thought that there would be. Okay. Well, what about defense? Oh, I've got one. Okay. I'm going to award it to Khalil Davis because apparently the Big Ten has decided to discipline him for a non-issue. And they won't even let us tackle because the one person that made a tackle, apparently they didn't like that hit. There wasn't even a penalty called on the play. And the, like a couple articles I saw said he struck, like he was striking a player, like punching or something. And I was like, what? And I was trying to find the video. And then I read a different article and it was like, he just like um, was tackling a player. And I'm like, I don't understand what happened there. Yeah. So, you know what, Khalil Davis, I'm going to reward you. Way to play the game. He's out the whole game against Northwestern, and he's our leading. I don't know. I wanted Hunter Johnson to be on his back like the whole game. So, guess we'll just That's have to cheat. Okay. Yes. Okay. Well, what about what about you, Amy? I already did. I did Wendell Robinson. Oh, we're on defense. defense. <laughs> oh my gosh. Sorry. Defense. I'm picking Mo Berry for okay. the same reason that I'm picking Wandale. I saw him making tackles late in the fourth quarter where he was trying to just like deny them every yard he could. And it's just, yeah, it's got to be hard to play when you're down like that. But he was just giving every effort, every play as well. And so I want to recognize him. All right. Well, I'm going to give my defensive player to Dismuke. I know that was your player last week, Amy. Mm -hmm. Um, He led the team in tackles again. Like you said, I was proud of the whole defense. I felt like they were on that field all night long and they, oh, yeah. They really, you know, they just kept playing hard. I don't even know what that meant. <laughs> but it sounded, <laughs> sounded suspicious. Um, anyway, they just kept playing so hard. And I just, I felt like the defense really hung in there to the end, even though they were just getting so beat up. <sighs> Maybe we should move on to uh, the next topic. So football on fleek. Okay, yes. We are picking... Ugliest uniforms. I'm going to start the segment off with a joke. Okay. We all need a little humor in our life right now. And it has to do with ugly uniforms. So knock, knock. Who's there? there? It's Jim Harbaugh. (laughs) Hello, khaki pants. (laughs) (laughs) Jim Harbaugh who? It's Jim Harbaugh and he wants his khaki pants back from Wisconsin. (laughs) What? Yes. I agree. I said the same thing when we were watching that game. I, yes, and I was watching the game at home. I was obviously in Nebraska, and Dad and Luke were talking about it. And Dad was like, oh, it's throwback. They're going for, like, the leather look. And Luke was like, they didn't wear leather pants. I don't know what was up with those pants, but they were horrible. They, they honestly did look like Target employees. Those are the ugliest uniforms 
by far that I've seen this year. So that's my pick for football and league. Okay, so the Wisconsin throwback jerseys? Yes, or- mainly because of the pants. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Well, I had a hard time deciding. There are a lot to choose from. I think Maryland is always a front runner. It's not the jerseys and the uniforms as much as like their state flag is the worst. It's two different coat of arms that someone's tried to mash together and it's just way too much stuff going on. Busy. So I feel like I didn't want to use Maryland because I, I think that they're kind of the obvious choice. I wanted to think about it a little, little bit more. So I landed on the McDonald's special, which is Iowa State. They just don't look good. I mean, yellow and red. Yeah, I'm just not a fan. They win the award in my book for ugliest uniforms. Well, I had to research this as well. Um, I try to stay away from picking any alternate uniforms. So the decision that I went with, and I had two, was either Syracuse, which is orange and blue, Mm. or Colorado State, which is like a yellow-ish with a green. And I'm going to have to go with the Colorado State uniforms. They have like a ram kind of thing on the side of their helmet. Yes. It's a light gold trim. It's green. It just doesn't, it doesn't work. They need, they got to fix it. So I went with that. Yes. I actually, both of your choices ran through my head. All right. Well, should we move on to the top 25? Hold on though. Um, Mm -hmm. We need to talk about game day signs because there were a couple good ones and it was in Lincoln. So we have to talk about those a little bit. Okay. Uh, So did you guys see any funny signs? Yes. And I actually have one that I was like, I have to mention this one. So obviously college game day was in Lincoln. We had Gabrielle Union as a guest picker with Dwayne Wade, which by the way, shout out to when they asked him if he was a Husker fan and he said, yes, according to my prenup. I loved that one. The sign that I'm going to pick is one that said that Nebraska had a new kicker signed. And if you guys knew my favorite NFL team, it makes sense. So my favorite NFL team is the Colts. And so the sign said Nebraska signs new kicker Matt Pacafee. And then it was a picture of Pat McAfee in a Nebraska jersey with like one of those fake noses on. And Pat McAfee actually picked it up and tweeted it himself because he he found it pretty humorous. So that that was my favorite sign. Yeah, I thought there were a lot of good ones, a lot of cute ones. There's a guy that like proposed to a girl in Nebraska. And I saw the video of her being at home and seeing the sign on game day. And um, she said, yes, that was pretty cute. That's a pretty good like place to like, I mean, that's pretty original to ask someone to marry you. You know what I mean? Rejection's easier. Yes. Shout out to him for thinking of that. But um, my favorite was actually from a Washington State fan. It was a chick, obviously. But Scott Frost is getting some love from the ladies up there because she had a sign that said cougars for scott frost (laughs) and um actually it said cougars for hot frost because they are the cougars but she did look like maybe she was a little bit older than him so yes he's getting some love from the ladies everywhere i thought that sign was the funniest okay well i didn't realize you were doing this segment until about two seconds (laughs) ago so i have quickly picked my favorite sign without a real extensive investigation here, but the one I liked was the one that said the University of Nebraska, just kind of poking fun at Ohio State as they have tried to trademark the word the. They did not win. It's been denied, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Nice try. So anyway, I just think they're so full of it. (laughs) I just 
thought that was a clever sign. I did like the sign too. I saw it on your phone, Megan, mm-hmm. um, because obviously Gabrielle Union was the guest picker, and it was like Ohio State, and then it was like Bring It On with her yeah. her face with like, her attitude from mm-hmm. that movie. I thought that was pretty clever too. Yes. And I just want to leave us with a little bit of hope before we move on to the next segment. Kirk Herb Street said it on game day, and then there was a tweet going around. But he was like, Husker fans, like, hang in there. He was like, you have the tools. You have the coach. He was like, it's not a matter of if. It's a matter of when. We're going to get back there. To all the people that think that, like, Nebraska can't win the big one anymore, that we're not going to be nationally relevant those are the same people that thought that were predicting that Scott Frost was going to go to Florida. They have no idea the fan support, the the money, the boosters, like this whole state breathes Nebraska football. And it is, it's a matter of when, um, obviously it's taking longer than we want it to, but we have all the tools. We just have to like put it together now and get the recruits. I mean, Scott Frost is still working with a lot of, old like Mike Riley recruits and not that there's anything wrong with those players but he he needs to be able to pick his team for what he wants to do and that was a different scheme than what Mike Riley ran so hang in there yeah I'm giving you my dose of optimism we'll make it just a little bit longer than what we thought okay top 25 games I've broken them down into five categories I'm going to read you the category I want you to choose the game that best suits that category for you you got understand? it. Get it? <laughs> we understand the rules. All right. First category, most predictable game. Hmm. Alabama. Okay. That was going to be my pick. I'm actually going to go with Michigan over Rutgers. I knew Jim Harbaugh was in the hot seat. Rutgers is not very good. We obviously know their coach is gone. Um, so I knew that Michigan was going to have to come in there and steamroll them, and they did. So I'm going to pick that one. Cool. And I'm sorry, what was with Rutgers? Like, did they expect to beat Michigan that game? Like, why did they fire him after that? Like, I'm just so confused by that whole situation. Like, it's Rutgers. You're, it's hard to get people to come coach there because you suck. And then you, you lost to Michigan, which did anyone think you were going to win? Like, no. So I, I'm just really confused about that whole situation. But yeah, you have fun up there, Rutgers. Maybe the head coach was like, please fire me. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It, it please me, let me leave. It makes you wonder what was going on behind the scenes. <laughs> yes, I don't know. Please that, continue to pay me but not have me coach. <laughs> yeah, I um, both of those games were pretty predictable. I will go with the Oklahoma-Texas Tech game. Figured that they would steamroll them, and they did. So that was pretty, pretty expected. What about uh, the most surprising games? What were you guys most surprised by? I think we all want to pick North Carolina v. Clemson. <laughs> um, first of all, I love Mac Brown's cojones um, going yes. for two. I guess that knowing now that they were at home, maybe not as much, but I respected that decision to go for the win. It's a very Tom Osborne-esque desire. Didn't love the play call that they mm-hmm. gave, but that was a really surprising game. Clemson just struggled. They mm-hmm. They beat themselves on a lot of plays, a lot of mistakes. But yeah, I'm gonna go with that. I'm gonna go with that game. Yeah. And if Trevor Lawrence is still in the Heisman talk at this point, he shouldn't be. He's looking horrible this season. Yeah, I'm I'm not impressed with him very much. I agree with you on the um on the going for two. I actually do like that call. Whether you're at home or away, when you go into overtime, you're not 
assured of getting a touchdown there. So all you have to do is score on this one play and the game's over. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I like the call. I like, yeah, the big balls going for it, going for the win. That's what you do. But again, yeah, I didn't like the play call either. And I, I feel like he kind of read the, first of all, I don't know what he was doing when he just like took the sack and didn't even like try and, and throw it. Um, it. Like that's the game, buddy. You got to just like heave it up there for something. But I, th- I think he all honestly should have handed the ball off because I think that the runner in that situation could have made it into the end zone or run a different play. But I, I didn't really like the play call either. Actually, my, my most surprising game was Penn state, Maryland. And not because I expected Maryland to win, but the fashion of the game, Mm -hmm. I thought Maryland has an offense. No, I don't think they're going to win, but they got killed and it was a shutout. Wasn't it? They didn't score any points all yeah, and yeah. 63 to zero 59 to zero yeah, yeah like so that game surprised me the most I expected Maryland to put up some points on Penn State I mean Pitt took Penn State down to the wire so I thought Maryland you know could play them a little better but yeah that was my most surprising game okay well my most surprising game is the Texas A&M Arkansas game I did not think that one would be close at all. Arkansas is terrible. They're at the very bottom of the SEC West. And I think I still had it in my mind that Texas A&M was better than that. I think I'm looking back now at the Clemson-Texas A&M game, and I'm wondering, at the time, it looked like a strong win for Clemson. And now I'm like, you know what? I don't know that Clemson has been up for any games. I think that maybe some of the teams are playing just are really that bad. It also makes me wonder about, you know, how much money Texas A&M paid Jimbo to come there when they're struggling against a team like Arkansas. Maybe that was a fluke, you know, I don't, maybe they just matched up really well, but I didn't expect that game to go the way it did. I didn't expect it to be so close. Yeah. And you were wondering about Heisman odds. Trevor Mm -hmm. Lawrence, really, I mean, he's like way down, way down the list. Um, I think Jalen Hurts and Joe Burrow were tied like for mm-hmm. the best odds and because LSU had a bye week Jalen took two went up yeah went up so yeah it's Jalen Jalen Hurts Joe Burrow and then Tua is sitting in third and then Jonathan Taylor after after those three so okay yeah first three are quarterbacks yeah. all right well what about most frustrating game and um by the way <laughs> Nebraska Ohio State has taken off the table that changes things a lot. I went with Minnesota Purdue because I had picked Purdue to win and they should have, um, but two of their players went out. So that was frustrating for me because I had picked them to win. They should have won. I know Gabrielle Union picked them on game day as well. So I wanted her picks to be good. So I went with that one. I like Jeff Brahm as the coach. I don't like PJ Fleck. So overall, that game was frustrating for me. I had, I, I Dad, close your ears. I got a lecture from Dad because apparently he learned how to listen to the podcast and he found out I'm gambling. <laughs> so close your ears, Dad. But um, I had money on Purdue because I it was like a just a straight pick game. And I thought it's a given. All Purdue has to do is win. And yeah, once um, Sindelar and Rondell Moore went out, I was just like, well, that's like their whole offense right there. So that was frustrating. And they're both out against Penn State again next week. So I think that game could get like real ugly for them. Cinderella has a broken clavicle, I think, and has to get surgery. 
And I don't know about Rondell Moore when he's expected to return, but he's definitely out next game. So, yeah, that game was frustrating for me, too. All right. There weren't a whole lot of games that I felt like I could put in this category because I just didn't really care about most of them this week. But the Arizona State-Cal game, I had picked Cal to win. I think if their quarterback had been able to finish the game out, they probably would have at least made it really close. But then Arizona State kind of got them right at the end. It was a little bit frustrating to me. I like I liked Cal being kind of the leader in the Pac-12, but you know, whatever. It, there are no leaders in the Pac-12. Right. They're all losers out there, so <laughs> it doesn't really frustrate me all that much. All right. Well, how about most entertaining game? Do I have this one too? Okay. Um, so I picked Iowa State versus Baylor, and I feel like there's a few takeaways for Husker fans out there. Baylor basically was up by 20 points blew the lead, but then they eventually ended up winning 23-21. Point number one, first of all, their kicker's name is John Mayers. So (laughs) maybe he sings himself a song before he goes out there to psych himself up. But he kicked a 38-yard field goal with 21 seconds left to go up. But he is a redshirt freshman. So again, Nebraska's still looking for that kicker out there. Maybe we can find him. Okay. My most... um... Amy's clearly enthralled by my answer. (laughs) Are we on most entertaining... Yes, I ha- that's the one I had the Clemson North Carolina game for. Um, okay. So, but we kind of already talked about that. Yeah, I'm gonna piggyback on that. That to me was the best game of the day. It was very entertaining. I wish it had gone the other way. I loved going for two. I thought that was the right call. I think Mac realized he didn't have the depth that Clemson did. His players were getting tired. The longer this game went on, the more likely Clemson was to win. I didn't like the play call. Clemson is a very fast team, so why would you try to run around the out? Like you have your quarterback run laterally. Like he was doing though, because he it looked like he was looking to pass in the back of the end zone, and maybe, he, and maybe that's what was going on. And he got yeah, I, like what the heck, dude? You gotta yeah. throw it. I don't know, I don't know. So I didn't love that play call, but I I loved the fact that they went for two. It was a very entertaining game. But anyway, let's wrap it up. Most impressive game of the week. I am going to give a shout out to two of our listeners, Luke and Autumn. They are Oklahoma State fans. They went to Oklahoma State. So to me, this isn't a huge upset, but technically by the numbers it is since Kansas State was ranked and Oklahoma State wasn't. But uh, Okie State, or as I like to call them, the true OSU, they were able to get a win this week. So I went ahead and picked them. Okay, well, I didn't know that like our game was off the table, but I just, for most impressive for me, I just think Ohio State, because I thought that they were like, you know, definitely a top 10 team, but I, I hear your rules, Megan, but I ignore them. Yes, I'm completely ignoring them. But also, you never said that in anything. So I'm just going with what I originally had anyway. So we can fight later. I, yeah, I, and I kind of already touched on this, but I think that they are top one or two team right now. So they are my most impressive. Okay. I was most impressed with Penn State. I had picked them to win. I thought that they would win handily. I didn't expect 59 to zero. I think that they are underrated. I think because they played Pitt so close, people were kind of counting them out and we'll see what happens in the next few weeks. But I think Penn State could really make a run for the East. I was very impressed with them. And it's on to the next week. Yes. So speaking of next week, what are your predictions for the Nebraska Northwestern game? Amy, I the I think the spread is like eight points right now. 
surprised me a little bit. Um, I thought that it would be closer after our like bad loss. But I think that we are going to rebound. I think that Hunter Johnson is a good quarterback, but he's at Northwestern. So I think that he's going to have some trouble. I think we're going to give them some trouble. Um, I think we're going to win by 17 points. So I'm going to go 37-20. Okay. Did you have to pause to get the math down? It's fine. I'll just edit that out. No, no, don't edit. I'm fine. No, I was just thinking, like, how much do I think is, are we going to score and how much is, are they going to, I don't know. I was just thinking. Okay. Laura, what are your predictions? All right. So ESPN has a set of 68.1, don't forget that 0.1% chance of winning. We are at home. Our fans, once again, are going to turn up or turn out. I guess we'll turn up too. We do all of it. Um, I am going to go with my very standard score of us always in the 30s. I'm going to go 31 to 21. All right. I think Northwestern has an okay defense. I think their offense is probably worse than ours right now. So Suckers. I That's right. I can't wait to play them. So I think the score is going to be a little lower. I'm going to go with 27-14. We really think out our score predictions, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> very, very thoughtfully put together three seconds. High ago. analysis. <laughs> that's right. All of it. All right. Well, um, I think that's all I have. Go Big Red. Ayanara. <laughs> Thanks for listening to College Dame Day. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on your favorite podcasting app. Also, hit us up. We are at College Dame Day on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Join us again next week for more college football content. Bye, Bye. 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 Peace out. Catch you on the flippity flip. <laughs>